Welcome to Cloudy with a Chance of Trust, a podcast for digital transformation leaders where we discuss the latest cyber attack issues, enterprise security strategies, and current security events so that you can successfully accelerate network and security transformation. And now here's what's on our mind this week. Welcome back everybody to another episode of Cloudy with a Chance of Trust. I'm going to welcome back Praveen Basan, Managing Partner of Tata Consulting Services and Sammy Ramachandran, Senior Director of IT M&A Divestor and Private Equity. Thank you guys for joining me again for number three of our series here. Thanks, Pam. Thank you. So everyone, we thought actually, let, let's, let's mix this up a little bit. You know that Praveen and Sammy really focus heavily in mergers, acquisitions, and divestures. We thought we'd like to talk about media, entertaining, and gaming today. You know, this should be a fun one because quite frankly, that industry sector is really looking towards 5G and and thinking how and promoting about how 5G promises to really transform it by really creating this integrated and immersive content experience and opportunities for, for gamers, which I think is so cool, even though I'm not a gamer. But for gamers, this sounds really exciting. And then if you go ahead and, and you, you talk more with them, they're talking about how rapid techno- technological advances and innovation are accelerating digital media consumption and the possibilities for media and entertainment brands um, really are, are almost unimaginable to them. And yet many of them are finding challenges with plethora of content choices where media and, and entertaining brands are really doubling down on their engagement initiatives, looking to acquire audiences and platforms in actually order to scale and win that, that, that customer base. So with that, Praveen, let's let's jump in here. What are some of the unique aspects of this industry you're seeing? And are there unique indus- um, aspects or are you seeing very similar things to other industries? So um, I think if you look at on media and entertainment side, right, the two things that we are observing from our perspective is, as you highlighted also, right, it's an acquisition of a user that's going on in that market, right? And with ability to now create mobile gaming world in much more faster manner, much more regional manner, more flavored towards the uh, cultural nuances of those regions, right? It is getting fragmented, but at the same time, right? The customer is getting more and more consolidated. That customer wants unique experiences, right? Even if I take myself as an as a as a use case in this, I'm not a gamer, but if I just use my my cultural background as a use case, I want to play things which are more driven towards the culture and gives me a, a types of nuance. Second is I want to learn about the other cultures and how other things, other other users are looking at this gaming world. And then there is that uh, affinity-based gaming, right? So those three forces that are coming together and where people are looking to diversify, right? And diversification by itself is causing uh, a regional-based innovation to happen in this sec- in this model. So that is causing a lot of small acquisitions, a lot of change in the dynamic. Because if you look at from media perspective, bigger giants have already come together. There are no more bigger giants to be made, right? So now it's about either creating an ecosystem or a content, which is content is not content from the game perspective, content which is user-driven content and acquisition of user. It's a very different approach than many industries, right? 
where Absolutely. you're actually acquiring a user base versus you're acquiring a company for a product. Absolutely. You're acquiring a user base because if even if you just go for a second wide spectrum, life sciences is acquiring your medical behavior, your medical responses, right? Your medical health information to create an ecosystem. Gaming world is acquiring users because they want to expand the ecosystem and offer more. Manufacturing is moving more towards ESG and social responsibility, right? So all these different forces are playing, but there is a cross connection in all of these, right? And that's going to change our long-term world as to how we interact with this company. So how Praveen interact? Praveen may become, have stronger affinity to let's say Disney, but Disney offers certain products to its insurance partners, offers certain other products to certain other things. So that affinity network is going to become broader and broader and broader. I didn't really think about it from that perspective because, frankly, you know, Sammy and I were talking about this before we started this podcast conversation. And I'm going to let him talk about what we were talking about, which you've, you're just confirming things that he and I were kind of tossing around. So you are saying, too, that culture, geography, regions of the world, this all plays into a role. This all plays into the fact of that user base and what is someone trying to acquire based on what they actually have to offer from a gaming or a media perspective. Absolutely. Because this is different, right? We're, I'm typically involved with a company who's going to acquire another company, but they're acquiring it based on assets, right? Yes. Hardware boxes, products, all of that. Who are they acquiring then? Like, are there companies that are just made up of user information? What? How does that look? So I, I think the acquisition structure for next couple of years is going, going to change slightly different, right? It's not going to be, as it was, we talked about in life sciences also, it's not going to be an acquisition of uh, era of big acquisition deals, right? It's going to be an acquisition of niche capabilities acquiring, right? <clears throat> Even if you look at, uh, and these deal size may all vary from even the products that are in the initial inception days, right? Now, when you start looking in that regard, now how AI is going to play into role, right? Is the game going to become more AI driven? Am I going to have more 3D based interaction with these games? So wherever the modernization of that in, or injection of the artificial intelligence concept, ability to do the more 3D, more interactiveness, right? Where you are self immersing yourself into that ecosystem, not just as a content user, but as a player itself, right? So the, 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 the touch and feel aspect of the game is changing. So those small markets are still in its, what I would say, in its uh, identity development. And what I mean by that is there's not a huge centralized way or players who are playing that, right? Microsoft has his way of doing it. Apple is doing his way of doing it. Um, Sony has his way of doing it, right? And there are other innovations that are happening, right? So that's how the deal size would be smaller. Deal size would be IP-based acquisition. Deal size would be user-based acquisition, not the content. And the, in, in the user itself, it's going to be more about initial trends of user. Affinity, affinity or retention of the user with that type of company is being managed, right? That's what those factors of the analysis will come into play when these deals are looked into. Sammy, can you do me a favor? Can you talk about a little bit about what actually at Zscaler here we're seeing? Uh, that, those are uh, valid points, right? So, and that's exactly what's happening in the marketplace today when it comes to media and entertainment. 
Now, extending Praveen's thought, right? So if companies are acquiring certain niche segments or for certain specific use cases, one trend that it automatically results in is buyers want faster revenue synergy. It's not about just cost takeout after integration, but they want rapid integration of these business systems, right? So for example, if you talk about Microsoft acquiring Activision, they are not just looking to integrate their corporate systems. It's also about how they can bring their gaming units together sooner. So, you know, the next release that will happen, let's say in 2024, they have a much better uh, library to launch. So, you know, revenue synergy is a big play here. Another uh, key trend to note is some of these are really mega acquisitions and some of these companies are acquiring those media companies just for their business, right? So the buyer may not have that business, but they want to get into that space. So it's almost like their first foray into that space by that acquisition, which means the need to uh, fully integrate is very minimal in those situations. Right. It's almost like, okay, as a buyer, I want to secure that company's corporate network or internet traffic. So how can you help with that? Right. So unlike, let's say, other sectors where Zscaler would play a big role in almost every layer of security in the media and entertainment space, it's almost like limited and use case specific. And it's, I would say, driven by the deal thesis. That makes total sense. Um, so let's let's talk a little bit about 5G. You know, um, so many have talked about the fact of 5G being able to advance um, platforms that um, organizations are building and, and providing. Pretty is 5G being positioned in this industry relative to to how's it being positioned that you're seeing? I think 5G is going to play a very big role in this, right? Because that's it's all becoming more and more mobile right we are and even if you look at the offerings so let's look at entertainment media from four unique set of subgroups right you have the mothership companies like comcast and all which own basically underlying infrastructure right which is streaming so they have one way they have a need to sort of monetize anything that's going through the networks anything that's flowing through that so they can get better value then you have second aspect of it, which is basically gaming, what we talked about it, right? That how do these gaming, how do the subscription, how does the uh, intellectual property renewal rate, all these things associated with gaming look like, and what is the wallet share? Now, this wallet share has directly impact in terms of what an underlying media company, underlying telco or broadband provides it. Now, telco and broadbands are now further look, can be looked at from two perspectives, right? Your traditional ones, which is the worlds of Verizons, worlds of Comcast, worlds of AT&T, right? And then you have worlds of T-Mobile, which never had anything, but is offering 5G. Their 5G is compatible with that. So if it's going to go to next generation, more and more mobile brand broadband base, the connectivity of homes are going to disappear. Because even if I look at my house that I acquired, when I acquired 10 years ago, everything needed to be centrally wired. Like four years into it, the wide wiring wasn't wide connections were not even needed, right? So if you and you look at the adoption rate from 
2G to 5G and between 4G to 5G and 3G to 4G, it has sort of tripled in the duration or short or sort of reduced the time by three times in which the adoption is happening. So now, because we are looking more and more social-driven activities, social-driven content, gaming and all, it's going to go much more faster. And who knows, maybe 6G would be right behind it, right? How it gets done. Some, Even some developing countries may even completely skip certain of these things, phases of the technology also. And Sammy, are you seeing similar from a Z-scaler perspective? Uh, so that's one good question, right? Uh, the 5G use case is not something that I have come across frequently when it comes to MA, right? It's there on its own, but is that driving MA activity? Uh, I cannot say for sure. Uh, but I have come across uh, companies in the technology, media, and entertainment space where 5G is a key consideration uh, for some of the decision makers, right? So, and uh, of course, you know, Pam, we do have uh, uh, an emerging practice around 5G. Right, so at Zscaler, so it's there are certain use cases that we can solve for, uh, but when it comes to MA, is that the core principle? I would say I, I would be I would I would be neutral at this point. And and let me add to it, Sammy said, five G is not a MA play. Five G is an MA enabler play, right? How yeah. does T-Mobile creates a broader ecosystem with a player, or how does Apple sort of flexes its muscle of its closed ecosystem? to use the broadband so user experience is not degraded or threatened, right? So those type of JVs might start to get established, right? And even now when you look at media and media, media part of the entertainment is going to even have a broader play to happen with all self-driving cars, right? Because what you need is connectivity in that. It's all driven with a real-time relay of information, right? So that whole navigational need is changing. So media is going to be, uh, until unless there is a revolutionary uh, aspect to skipping 6G, 7G, or coming with a brand new way of doing telecom comes out, this is going to be a more of an organic and intellectual play type of activity, which may be much smaller in size. But the user users of this broadband or network, they are going to change the game of in terms of acquisition. And now how do you connect them? How do you bring them together? How do you make it easy ecosystem to share this, right? All those things will come into play then. We're looking from a perspective of they're acquiring technology to ensure compatibility at the same time, looking at the user bases and acquiring users. It's just a very um, dynamic sort of approach. What, what does Netflix survive on? Netflix survives on users. Disney, Disney got into that game. ABC got into that game. All of them started to create their own co-hosting. So when you go to T-Mobile, they will offer you Netflix and Apple for some time. Go to AT&T, they will offer you Disney or something else for some time, right? So these affinities are coming into play because media companies know that their networks are their networks. The monetization would be of the traffic that flows on that, right? And all different traffic players that start to come into that network, more and more, they have ability to retain them and then offered connected capabilities of their own, whether being mobile phone, access at home, easy, easy to switch from your home network to your mobile network to your office network, 
how are you doing or to your car network going forward, right? So those things will start to play an important role in it. So it, media and entertainment is going to have a very different M&A landscape, maybe three to five years from now versus manufacturing versus life sciences. It's going to be more and more of joint ventures, right? So you have the the network players or rather the traffic players coming together with uh, streaming, let's say, for example, streaming service provider to provide that kind of user experience and user experience. Do you have any thoughts on, you know, does Metaverse play into any of this? So I have not delved deep into Metaverse right now, right? So to be very honest with you, I am still waiting to see how things shuffle out. I think there are definitely a lot of opinions on that in the market. Yes, everyone is going through Metaverse. Everyone is going through AI in Metaverse, but I am I have not seen a major impact of that to an M&A world, right? If, if I look at the sectors that are going to drive the M&A world in a different shape and which are all the most happening are primarily the four sectors, right? It's going to be life sciences. It's going to be manufacturing because of the ESG play, because it's something very important. It's going to be more about uh, basically the technology um, refresh cycle that will come into play. And then it will, the third, the fourth biggest impact that will do is the basically whole reshuffling of this manufacturing ecosystem so that minimizing the impact on one country to hold you hostage for all production activity, right? And hostage is a very light word I'm using in a sense because you are hostage because of natural impacts that can happen to that country and that can sort of impact all of us, right? So the distribution of that, spreading the risk in that, those sectors will see a lot more trends in that. And they, in spite of the last year downturn, still the highest performing sectors in terms of number of deals. One thought around the gaming industry, right? So let's say, or the entertainment and casino. One thing that we see, uh, Praveen, is that's a very hybrid model, right? So when you talk about casinos, they are happy to use a solution like Zscaler when it comes to remote users, corporate users, but then when it comes to the actual gaming area, it's still the old school approach of securing those devices and facility. What are your thoughts around that? So, yes, I, I think, Sammy, you said it right. If you look at gaming from um, especially gaming world, right, and the betting world that comes into play also that, right, because betting is equally considered a type of the gaming ecosystem, right? Now, that ecosystem is exactly what you said. It's going to get more and more centralized, right? And it's going to it's gonna be, it's going to require high capacity network and traffic into that. Now, that sort of automatically brings the issue of threat management, issue of cybersecurity, issue of connectivity. Now, how do you secure that, right? So anything that will secure that, any technology, any capabilities that start to come up that will secure, those things will get acquired by these players, whether MGM, because amount of money that is being put and being played and processed through these things, it's in their vested interest. So they may have to shift to become a semi-technologist themselves rather than anything else. Yeah, and I think there's also a, a mindset change there, right? So most of these firms, because they are almost like uh, the number of attacks in those industries so much, right? Almost half, at least one company 
like at least i think more than 50% reported that there was a breach in the last 2 years and uh, some of the cisos are so risk averse in the space because it's it's all digital content driven world yep. that they don't want to take any chance and many times what we see is to even do a pov a uh for a test use case it takes long for them to test it out and validate right so it's it's a long drawn process to actually bring about the change to move them from let's say the legacy world to the to the new world cloud based world yep and i think there's another factor i'll bring in here which may be very controversial if i say so <laughs> the leadership of these media companies until they change their mindset it's still going to be uh desired own end to end right because the, in media there are two types of king one is a network provider one is a content provider right those two inherently have a different needs right and if they collapse together if they collapse right and become one then it's going to become very challenging for innovation also because now the monetization will become the key because you own end to end right now they are still separate so they are competing forces so what you see is an i would not say joint venture but soft joint venture approach that is being played without being called as a joint venture right so they are connecting with each other right they are creating their own stuff now so again so game itself is one thing content and the accessibility of user to be able to with affinity grow on it and then provider that's why the media and entertainment is a very complex sector to me from mna perspective it always is to in my mind is always is behind in terms of what's happening because so far the whole disruption that happened in what 90s if i'm remembering it correctly with the breakup of all marbles now already in last decade or so it already has been consolidated into three players right there's no other player you got comcast you got at&t you got t-mobile t-mobile is completely uh, on a wireless domain these guys have hard networks right verizon right so two two primary telecom or three prime two primary telecom one both telecom and hardline one hardline going into telecom right so there's not much left here you've really gotten me to look at you know this this industry very different um you know as a consumer of a lot of it right um you don't think about the complexities that really make up this industry relative to content yeah. you know you could see an AT&T they're a traditional network provider carrier but yet they're providing these services also so you could see how internally there would be potential conflicts yeah absolutely and the and the the one factor which is to in my mind is the most dominating factor which sort of will inhibit many much more transactions in this area capital investment that was made on behalf of either funds or private equities now they want to cash out now to cash out you got to have a different way to monetize this information the moment you start monetize and limiting it you're going to have user dissatisfaction if users start to fly to different another vendor then you have a loss of revenue right mm-hmm. so they are in a very very tricky situation as to how to sort of expand so for them 
it has become a four i would say three key force world to them is user and content in one bucket investors and capitalization in another and third one is the ecosystem providers which are creating close network who are just user of their underlying asset so now how do they balance this these three things and who wins that's yet to be seen because a number of these organizations are often lumped in with tech sector how could they not be right yep absolutely in the significant crossover do you, do you see that are are they also facing a number of the layoffs that other tech companies um are witnessing uh yesterday disney reported the earnings and they also announced uh 6500 uh people to be laid off yep. so i think it's just starting there <laughs> yeah and that's where i was going right because i was saying that the cash investment that have been done the capital that was invested now people are looking to get returns on it they were patient and patient and patient now it's going to have some adverse negative impacts right so but then the, on the other side access to good talent is still short at general level from technology point of view right and all companies all sectors are becoming to a degree a technology companies right so it's it's in a different maturity model each sector is in that regard This has been a wonderful conversation. I think it's been enlightening, I know to myself. Hopefully the listeners out there have also gotten a view into this interesting industry of media, entertainment and gaming. And Praveen and Sammy, I thank you so much again for joining me. I I really do enjoy these conversations and I learn something new every time. So with that, thank you all for listening again and thank you both for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Cloudy with a Chance of Trust, check back with your podcast provider regularly for more episodes. You can find Lisa Lorenzen and Pam Kubiatowski on the CXO Revolutionaries website at revolutionaries.zscaler.com or on LinkedIn. Statements by Zscaler podcasters and guests are informational only and should never be construed as legal advice. You should consult with your legal advisor on matters related to you or your business. Zscaler makes no warranties, express, implied, or statutory as to the content of this podcast, and it is provided as is. Content on this podcast may contain forward-looking statements that are current as of the date of recording and subject to change. These statements are subject to the safe harbor provisions created by the Private Securities Litigation Reform Act of 1995. Full legal disclaimers are available at revolutionaries.zscaler.com. Copyright 2022.